Hi, everyone. This is Pam Torrey from Engage, and you're listening to the Engaged Podcast. We know tech is changing the way people market and sell now more than ever. And on this show, I sit down with sales and marketing thought leaders and experts to learn how you can create, share, and measure your way to success. Today, I am thrilled to be chatting with Gary Cohen, Vice President of Certified Contractors Network, to gain some insight into how they help contractors build their businesses. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure to be with you, Pam, as always. Well, I'm thrilled to have you with us because we do so much work together to help our mutual customers and to help customers who haven't heard of each other to really master their businesses and grow. So in light of that, I would love if you could give our listeners um, an overview of your background and what brought you to Certified Contractors Network, because it's pretty unique, I think, your background and how you got here. It definitely is. And uh, well, first of all, I just want to comment on your comment, and that is that we are also thrilled about the partnership that Engage and CCN have forged together. We're doing great things for contractors, and I'm so excited about it. Um, as far as my background, it's rather unique. Uh, I spent 30 years uh, in the corporate world in the DIY side of the home improvement business. Um, and that and that position was great. I climbed the ladder. I, I, I became a uh, chief operating officer uh, for a pretty good sized company. But the challenge was I was never home, Pam. I mean, I was traveling all over the globe, sourcing products for DIY, big box retailers. And when I wasn't doing that, I was flying all over the United States, going to the headquarters of big box retailers. And it just got to a point where I woke up one morning and said to my wife, it's enough. Had a great run. It was fun. Had great success. But I'm done. And I'm not touching people's lives in a positive way. And I feel that's my calling. So I actually walked away at the top of my game. I was 51 years old. And um, I became a certified executive and career coach and started my own practice. And at the same time, became a clinical professor of business at the University of Maryland, uh, where I taught various business courses to both undergraduates and MBA students. Uh, later became associate dean of the business school, ended up deciding to retire and move to Florida with my wife to follow my kids and grandkids, and was retired for nine months. And then I got a call from one of CCN's owners, John Martindale, and he said, you know, uh, I have a partner named Scott Siegel, who's our other owner and our president. He said, we have busy contracting companies. We need someone to run this little company day to day called CCN. Uh, and uh, I knew nothing about CCN. Uh, but when I started to learn about CCN, I said, oh, this is perfect. I'm totally bored out of my mind in retirement. Uh, I'm not a golfer. I got to get busy. I'm driving my wife crazy. So... I got to do something. And uh, so I said, John, count me in. I'd love to do it as long as I can stay in Florida. Uh, that's fine. And so here I am. Wonderful. Well, that was a great overview of your very non-traditional pathway to working at CCN. Can you give us an overview of what CCN is and who you help in this industry? So CCN is a membership organization of home improvement contractors across the United States and Canada. And it, it can be any home improvement contractor that's literally doing construction work around the home. 
Um, so it could be roofers, it could be people do siding, windows, doors, decks, uh, interior, kitchen and bath, um, painting, anybody that's doing any type of work like that. We do not work with home services companies like HVAC or electricians or plumbers, but only contracting organizations. And what we do is uh, three things. One is training. So we do a lot of training in all the functional areas of business to help contractors improve their companies. You know, Pam, the one thing uh, people need to realize is most owners of contracting companies started out as tradespeople. So they're great tradespeople, but nobody ever taught them how to run a company, how to, how to nobody ever taught them business management with few exceptions. So there's a big gap there. And most of them have to find their way on their own and then make a lot of mistakes along the way. And that's why we're here. You know, we teach systems and processes. Um, so those are the people we help. We also offer coaching on a one-on-one -on -one basis to members who want coaching. And then, of course, we have this, and I know you know this already, we have this powerful network, which is, I can't, I can't, uh, speak highly enough about the importance of this network because our owner contractors and even the people beneath the owners communicate with each other all the time. So it's like this tight connection. We're like this big family and everybody's willing to help everybody. Everybody shares with everybody. It's a really unique environment. Yeah. That reminds me of kind of how we got started in this industry was one big remodeler said, we want to work with you and then told all of their friends about us. And then they all just started sharing their presentations with each other and like learning from each other and giving each other best practices. And I think that's really unique in this industry that you find a lot of cooperation across regions and across different verticals. And people are just really interested in sharing those best practices and working together. Right. Totally. So Gary, you work with contractors every day. Um, can you talk to us about key components that you think every home improvement business needs to succeed across their across their business? Sure. And I think it's so appropriate that you ask this question because most people would answer that. Most contractors would answer that by saying, oh, it's sales. You know, it's all about sales. Well, I'm not here to minimize the importance of sales. I had a mentor early in my career who said, Gary, nothing happens in business until you sell something which is very true, okay? But for a contractor to be successful, you've got to look at the whole picture, okay? Not, you got to look at sales, but you got to look at sales management. You got to look at all areas of production. You have to look at marketing. You have to look at operations. You have to look at your financials and are they accurate, okay? You have to look at KPIs and metrics. I mean, there are so many pieces to it. So I guess my best answer is you've got to look at a business as a whole and every element of it, because if you're great at sales, but you stink at everything else, you will not have a successful company. Yeah, I think about that from the perspective of like, you can be wonderful at selling things, but if you don't know how to keep your books or if you don't have a really great production team, like you're just not going to get ahead. You're going you're gonna to have a problem. You know, every facet of your business needs to be strong, needs to be operationally sound. Right. And I think the best example, I think what you're saying is perfect. But for everybody listening, picture this. What if you are a sales machine because you're focused on sales? Well, guess what? If you hand that over to production 
and they're not delivering a world-class experience, where's that going to take your company with your Google reviews? How many referrals are you going to get, right? How many repeat customers are you going to get? So we, can't, we have to look at every element of the business and every functional area of a company should have systems and processes in place that need to be followed. So I want to dig in a little bit more on the idea of training and sales training, um, because that's really where we overlap. And that's where we've seen a lot of success in our partnership. And I think where a lot of our customers have have gotten to be, you know, larger businesses. Like I, I think what you said at the top of the interview, where a lot of these owners were tradesmen. They know, they know how to go install a roof. They know how to do siding. They know how to, they know how to produce, but they maybe weren't on the sales side or weren't on the marketing side of the business prior to owning their own company. So when it comes to sales training and sales management, they just, they haven't acquired that skill set yet. So they come to somebody like a certified contractors network and say, please help me. Uh, so, Gary, what are some of the core fundamentals that you think every in-home salesperson should have when they're at the kitchen table having that conversation with the homeowner? Great question. And, and, you know, frankly, your question really speaks to our partnership, which I'm so excited about. So let's talk about that. Um, you know, when, when you go into a home and to deliver your demo, um, what, what we need to remember is that no matter how many salespeople you have in your contracting company, everybody should be doing things the same exact way. You need to be following a very specific process. Too many times we meet contractors whose salespeople are all just doing their own thing. I mean, they're selling however they want to sell. And that's not measurable. You have no basis for comparison. You have no control group. I mean, it's just not a good way to operate. So CCN over the years has really fine-tuned what, and okay, I'm biased, but what I believe is the best sales process in this industry, okay? And it's called our 5P sales process. Actually, in the early days, it was called 4P. We added a P because we're constantly evolving and, and making things better. And then the question is, okay, we're teaching the 5P sales process, we're teaching uh, word tracks. We're teaching everything that salespeople need to know. But what can we provide to ensure that it's easy for them to follow the process? And that's where Engage comes in. Okay. And I mean, I feel so grateful to have met all of you at Engage because what that's done is we've been, and Engage has been a great partner. We have built out together the 5P process in engage, which is phenomenal because it does two things, okay, that make the 5P process even better, okay? Number one, from a visual perspective, it's a much better presentation, okay? I mean, the engage technology is fantastic and uh, you look, you know you have a fan in me, okay? So I, I'll talk about it all day long. I mean, I love the whole look and feel of an engaged presentation. So now we're taking that 5P, we've built a template, and then we can customize per contractor, but at least we have a starting 5P template in engage. Um, the other thing that's really valuable uh, in our engage partnership that makes the sales process even better is the back-end analytics that come with engage. 
okay, where we can learn a lot about that sales call. So now a sales manager can really, because they can't go on ride-alongs every single time a salesperson goes out. They can now learn what that salesperson's doing. Have they been spending too much time on one thing and not enough time on another? You know, are they not talking about financing when they should be talking about financing? You know, that's just an example. So uh, I know this is a long-winded answer to your question, but at the end of the day, this is like the perfect match. The CCN sales process, the 5P process with Engage, both visually and the analytics behind it. It makes for a, a phenomenal uh, sales program for any contractor. Yeah, and I know that we work with um, some additional mutual partners that provide analytics on different parts of the of the process, whether that's the in-home sales process, whether that's speed to lead, whether that's profit margins. Like, I think just being able to have that accountability in all parts of your sales process from, you know, top of funnel through to asking for the referral, have that data is so important to be able to hold your reps and your your whole team accountable for the KPIs that you know your business needs to hit. Agreed, 100%. Yeah, we love we love data analytics here at Engage. It's a very important thing. Um, so we've talked about training. We've talked about having that accountability. But you mentioned in the conversation about training that sometimes you have reps just kind of YOLO, I call it like YOLOing their sales process. Like they're just sort of doing whatever they want because some of them have been in this industry for a while and yeah, they've been successful doing whatever it is they want to do. They've been hitting their quota. But we know that when you're trying to bring change into an organization, when you're dealing with change management, it can be really challenging. Can you talk us through how you recommend sales managers and owners to pitch new technology or new processes to get adoption and encourage them to actually use the new processes and the new technologies? Sure. So uh, first of all, I mean, the, one of the first things that a sales manager needs to do with all their salespeople is build belief in the company and the company's initiatives. Okay. It's, a, it's really, that's what, that comes from the top. You have to build that belief. So how do you build belief? Okay, first of all, you have to bring a little bit of empathy into the conversation, okay? And, and what I mean by that is one way you get people to buy in is to make them a part of the process. If we make them a part of the transition and the process, make them feel like they're playing a role in it and not just being dictated to and mandated, do this, make it more of a group initiative where let them suggest ideas. Here's a proven a fact. A lot of research has been done on this, Pam. So if you want to mandate an initiative and you just mandate it, you're going to get a lot of people who don't buy in and therefore you're not going to get them to follow the process. But if you ask them for input on what you're doing, just want your feedback. I'm not saying we're going to do what everybody wants. We just want to get feedback. If you get feedback and then you make a decision on your process or initiative, even if it does not incorporate the feedback a person gave you, they will be more apt to buy in because you included them in the decision-making process. So there's a psychology behind this, if you will, and that's really important. 
the worst thing you can do is kind of come off as sort of a dictator, okay? Because that's when people revolt. And I know that kind of sounds funny, but I, I, I did that just for reaction because that's sort of what happens, okay? People don't like that, okay? So make them a part of the process, you know? Make And then also show them why the process works better. Show them the proof. Show them the evidence, okay? And so forth. Um, now, I have to say that uh, it's all how you deliver something. Now, when you add the engage piece to the 5P sales process piece with that whole backend analytics piece, I think that also will help. But I think it's the way you uh, explain that to them. If you say to them, hey, we got this great analytics we're getting on the back end of engage so we can see where you're messing up, well, then they're going to resent you and that's not going to go well. But if you say, you know what, we're going to take the time to review the analytics so that we can help each and every one of you sell more and make more money. Because we all know that in this industry, salespeople are paid on commission and it's money in their pocket. So if you come at it from a perspective of wanting to help them make more money, you're making it about them, not about the company. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I I always enjoy the the concept of approaching this from like a government system perspective because we know that dictatorships in this situation don't work. But I also am a firm believer that like unfettered democracy in these sort of situations doesn't work either. Like if you're just getting nonstop feedback and no one's actually making a decision, that doesn't work. And so I, I always joke with my team that we're a gerrymandered republic where I've chosen my voters. And so, you know, I've chosen the people for my team. I know that they can do it. I know that they are capable and that they, they can handle this change. They can handle the adoption of a new technology or a new process. But you still want their feedback. Of course. You, you want to you know if it's working. You want to know what they think of it. Does this actually help you in your day-to-day? Is this hindering you in your day-to-day? Does this integrate with the other tools that we've given you effectively? Do you know how to use the integration effectively? Um, Because a lot of the time I find that it's just you've introduced things and haven't necessarily trained on how to use them. You've introduced it and said, this is a great new presentation tool. Cool. How do I present it? (laughs) How do I do that? Right. You're so right. And um, it's there's, like I said before, there's a lot of psychology behind this about knowing how to talk to people and how to communicate to people. Here's another piece of advice. Let's say you're a contractor who has five salespeople, just hypothetically. OK, and you've got a salesperson who because there will usually be people who are compliant and they're going to be people who aren't compliant. Of course. Well, let's take the compliant individual. They're following the process, and now they're getting these incredible results. Well, now you have data you can share with the rest of the sales team. You know, look, um, Pam, our salesperson, Pam, okay, just killed it last month following the process. Here's the data to prove it, okay? Here's her close rates. Here's this. Is that, you know, go through all the data points, Um And then you're going to see buy-in from everybody. You know why? Because they're seeing you, Pam, making so much money, and they're wondering why aren't they making that much money. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's another way. Have somebody set the example. And the other thing I'll say is 
if you're hiring a salesperson and they come from a sales background, you have to undo what they already know. Mm. Because what just because they have a sales background doesn't mean they're an effective salesperson. And they can't come in and adopt their own process. They have to adopt the company's process. In some ways, you're better off hiring somebody who's never been in sales, okay? Because the truth of the matter is when you go to that kitchen table, you shouldn't be selling. You should be educated. Uh-huh. You know, and, and when I give talks, and you've heard me many times, uh, you got to be a doctor and you got to be a lawyer. You shouldn't be a salesperson. Be a doctor so you can address their pain points because that's all they're looking for is somebody to get rid of their pain. Okay, so make sure you're a good doctor and listen to hear what their pain points are and come up with treatment for those pain points. Second is be a teacher. Okay, if when you go into the home, you're the one educating them on what it's like to re-roof a home and all the things that can go wrong and all the things that can go right and all and all the details and all the specifics. Because remember, homeowners don't know anything about a roof other than they have one over their heads. And I'm using roofing as an example. Okay, so think about how much this changes things, okay, when you address it this way. Because when you educate them, you're building trust. Okay, and people are going to choose the contractor they trust the most. Mm -hmm. They're going to choose the one who they believe will deliver on what they say they're going to deliver. So if you're the one who educates them, you've got the best shot of landing the business. That's why I always say, don't be a salesperson, be a doctor and a teacher. Yeah, I do a lot of content with uh, Tim Mush from Paradigm Vendo. We've we've done a million webinars together and he always talks about people buy from people they know, like and trust. And they're not going to buy from you. If they don't know you, they don't like you or they don't trust you. Exactly. So you have to build rapport. That's all you really want to do. You want to, you just want to get them to like you and trust you and they'll buy. You don't have to sell. Yeah. And they'll pay more. (laughs) Yes. We don't want a discount. Right. So Gary, um, to wrap up today, I want to ask you a question that I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. Um, and that is, what is a trend that you think sales leaders or business owners need to be focused on right now to grow their business? I think one of the most important things they need to do is to learn to be more efficient. And let me just explain what I mean and give you a couple examples. Um, let's talk about sales. How can you be more efficient in sales? Let me explain. The one thing, Pam, I'm sure you're hearing this just like I am because you talk to contractors all day long, is one thing contractors all year long have been complaining about is leads are down, particularly digital leads. Okay, oh my gosh, my leads are down. Great. So if your leads are down, and even if you're doing other traditional marketing to try to make up for it, let's say your leads, your net leads are down. Okay, and that's true for most people out there today. Well, complaining about it doesn't help. What, what, what does that mean? It means you've got to get a bigger piece of the leads you do capture to buy. Okay, so what does that mean? It means you've got to improve your demo rates. You've got to improve your close rates. So this is where KPIs come in, okay? And if you can become more efficient with those rates and improve those rates, you can grow your business with less leads. Let's look at it on the production side. Okay, it's it's no different. Production, so many people end up losing money on jobs because their job costing is wrong. Uh, They're not efficient on the job. They're not efficient with materials. 
Okay, but if you can become more efficient and put these systems and processes in place that that promote the efficiency of the operation, then each job you do do will be more profitable. Okay, so more sales, more profits, that's a win. So my advice is learn to be more efficient in every area of your company, marketing's included too, because we want to get the most bang for our marketing buck and reduce our cost per lead, right? So I could go into every functional area of the company and say, you need to be more efficient. That would be my response. Yeah. So I think that uh, just from my perspective, if you are one of our listeners, if you're a contractor who would like to become more efficient, um, you should call Gary. That's that's just my <laughs> my two cents there. Well, Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a, a pleasure to have you on our podcasts, webinars, at events. Um, just for our listeners, um, so that you know, we will be at all of the CCN events this year. Um, Gary, if you could give us the date of the next event so that everybody knows. Yes, next yeah, the next CCN conference is September 28th to October 1st. It will be in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we've got a great agenda, and our friends from Engage will be there, and in fact, we'll be presenting. We will be, and that is for 2023 for anybody who's listening at another time. This is end of September 2023. Um, if you are looking for tickets to that, please reach out to your Engage team. Um, we can get you hooked up with some tickets to it. We're really looking forward to this event. Um, our team always learns something when we're at a CCN event as well. So I think it's nice for everybody just for the education level um, so that you know, we can all be students of business and students of growing business at one of these events. And one day I want you to come to the event. <laughs> I wish. I'd have to like pry my, my sales team and my partner manager away. They love coming to your events. So it's, it's always a challenge to get me there because they like going. I understand completely. Well, Gary, thanks so much for being here today. Um, we hope to have you back soon. Thanks. We'd love to be back with you. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for listening to the Engaged podcast. Be sure to visit Engage.io for more information on how to create, share, and measure your way to success. If you like the Engaged podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify or Amazon Music. Until next time.